0: Hi, my name is Jan Wilczek from dwolfsound.com. Welcome to Wolf Talk, a podcast about audio programming. In this podcast, you will learn how to build your career in programming or research related to audio, meet programmers and researchers from all around the world, and learn about the intricacies of sound. Hi everyone and welcome to the 11th episode of the Wolf Talk podcast. In the last episode, Sasha from GPU Audio said hello Andrew5 and in this podcast episode I can do the same because today our special guest is Andrew5 who is a researcher, R&D researcher at Cosmo and is also a PhD student at the University of Glasgow all in the area of machine learning deep learning applied to audio processing and especially the technology involving putting neural networks into audio plugins to be able to easily run your neural networks in a digital audio workstation and this technology is called Newton, and it really allows you to create VST audio plugins for DAW, and you can easily load your PyTorch models into them and test them on the audio material of your choice, and you can also give it to the, user, to the users in the form of a plugin. So this podcast was recorded on March the 4th of 2023 i'm mentioning it because sometimes it's like yesterday next week something like this so it was march the 4th and uh, please take heed because uh, andrew is also discussing the neural audio plugin competition which is going on until march the 17th 2023 but Please refer to the rest of the podcast for the details. I wanted to, to let you know that if you would like to build audio plugins, uh, possibly running neural networks, but typically classical audio plugins, then you are looking for a roadmap of how to learn it. I have a resource just for you. It's my free audio plugin developer checklist that you can get under dwoofsound.com/slash checklist. Once again, it's dwoofsound.com/slash checklist. It's your step by step point by point guide to how to become a full fledged audio developer if you're interested in any references from this podcast episode they can be found under slash talk 11 once again slash talk 11 and if you would like to support the podcast please leave a review at apple podcasts or a comment and like on youtube and now Andrew Fife. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for agreeing on this interview. Could you introduce yourself to the audience?
1: Yeah, so uh, my name is Andrew Fife. Uh, I'm an AI application engineer at Cosmo. And um, I'm also a PhD researcher uh, at the University of Glasgow, uh, looking at uh, neuro audio technologies, um, research in neuro audio technologies, and building tools that utilize neuro audio technolo- technologies. Um, yeah.
0: Awesome. And, uh, could you maybe tell us how did you get into audio research? I know that you were uh, an involved musician. How did it start for you? Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, um, as with, uh, you know, probably a lot of people in our, our industry, um, you know, I was a musician first, uh, came, came in at, uh, as a musician from a young age, uh, you know, taking up guitar, um. Being creative, composing music, um, and then, you know, slowly getting into bands, writing music, uh, you know, touring around, traveling, uh, you know, all that, all that good stuff, fun stuff when you're, you're younger. And then, um, you know, tried to find a way, like at school, I was always interested in science and, you know, and mathematics, and I tried to find a way to, Bridge, uh, you know, between these two passions of like, uh, music and the arts and, and sciences. And, um, yeah, I, I stumbled across this, uh, this course, um, at the University of Glasgow, which was the electronics with music, uh, undergraduate course. And, um, it was actually, well, it was an integrated master's course. So it was, um, a year longer than uh, than the bachelor's and and you just sort of done a, a full five years and, and mm-hmm. got like a, a master's at the end um, and yeah that kind of started my journey into uh, music technology um, and it's you know a lot of the fundamentals that I, I learned uh, were sort of electrical and electronic engineering principles uh, and you know there's a lot of hardware and electronic design and you know, that sort of side of things initially and in the physics, obviously. Um, and then, uh, I think during the middle of my, my, uh, course, I started to pick up, uh, modules in, uh, digital signal processing and p- encoding. Um, I used to be dreadful at, co- <laughs> at programming at the start. Like, uh, first, my first year, I remember like, um, doing an introductory C programming course and like, had no, uh, you know, understanding or intuition for how how to work with these sort of languages, and uh, definitely kind of went in at the deep end. Um, but it was only until I did a project with uh, that was inspired by one of my friends who built like a um, piece of hardware that was like a synthesizer, and he was showing me how he uh, created it to you know to do certain. Certain behaviors, uh, writing in uh, C and C, that I kind of picked up this, uh, kind of, uh, interest and passion to learn these programming languages. And, um, and then in the middle of my course, started, uh, taking modules in Python for audio programming and, um, starting to do C, as, uh, doing like interactive, um, arts projects. And I ended up building like a, an audio visual my, my first big project i did uh in this sort of space was like building an audio visual synthesizer using like a raspberry pi and like hooking it up uh to like a you know you could hook it up through hdmi to like a screen and it was using like pure data uh yeah. under the hood as well and like doing like mad sound effects which would be reactive uh to um the visuals would be reactive to the sound and all this sort of stuff and it was like this like, little plastic box it was like an arcade box with like you know buttons light up buttons and <laughs> rotary knobs and stuff like that it was um yeah like proper hobbyist style but like <laughs> it was a lot of fun and uh yeah so like that was sort of the origin story and was into dsp and audio programming first uh i ended up doing my master's placement at um crotos audio who mm-hmm. are a company based in Edinburgh and they do a lot of um in development for uh sound designers um sort of catering towards sound designers uh and building workflows and tools for for sound designers in the film industry and the games industry and um I was there for a couple of years doing R&D for them and building features um as part of their their VST plugins um and then I decided to go back to university uh, to do a PhD, um, which was a, an interesting, um, situation because I, I didn't actually intend to do a PhD. In it.
0: uh, <laughs> no one, was, no uh, one ever does. No one ever
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one ever does. Uh, but the, in, in my situation, I felt it was really bizarre because, like, it was more um like i had no plan to do a phd at all uh, i was like i'm in industry now that's where i want to be but it was actually my uh my supervisor well my now supervisor um who was a lecturer uh in some of my courses at the time uh, when i was doing my undergraduate uh just sort of messaged me and was like um you know we've got this uh potential funding opportunity uh to do a phd and ai related uh um developments uh in music uh and um you know we know that you're based on your what you did in your masters uh placement that you're interested in um you know signal processing and real time audio and building tools and things like that and uh wondering if you you'd uh, be interested in being the the name uh, like uh, attached to this application to, to, to seek, um, or to apply for funding. And, uh, I was like, sure. Again, I was like, this sounds quite interesting. I'll, I'll explore it. But, you know, I'm not, if it doesn't come through and I don't get funding for this, like, I'm not super bothered about it. Like, I'll, I'll just continue on my own, my, my tr- current track, um, in sort of mm-hmm. industry. Uh, and yeah, sure enough, it came back and there was funded, uh, funding granted for this PhD. And and it was, you know, loosely around sort of applying um, AI to audio and the, the music um, creative process and, and composition process. And um, yeah, I ended up, that was it. I was enrolled in a PhD and kind of ended up going down that, that track. But, um, you know, it's only in hindsight now that uh, I've, I'm really grateful for that sort of opportunity because it allowed me to explore a lot of avenues that I wouldn't probably have been able to do um, as easily, maybe in, in, in uh, just working in, in industry. Uh, it gave me a lot of flexibility and freedom to explore new new topics um, and led led to where I am now. I guess like during the PhD, I um, ended up exploring again, to wanting to do another placement with um, a company that is maybe. Uh, using these cutting-edge AI technologies um, and applying them to the music um, and sort of creative and composition process and uh, ended up reaching out to or finding uh, Cosmo, who uh, are the company that I work for now. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are based in Tokyo and they do a lot of arts projects. They do a lot of AI uh, and arts projects, but they also um, are building tools for creators and musicians um, and um i was really interested by their work in applying ai technologies to to that sort of pro- um creative process and and to the arts and um uh i, I uh yeah i ended up doing a placement with them uh for a few months and um ended up doing some some really fun stuff with them which uh, I can talk about it as well because <laughs> it's it's led it's continued on. It was just like a a story here. where It's just totally it's just um, been building on from each event. So like uh, from from there, I ended up like building um, some uh, plugins that use neural audio technology in real time, and uh, they they were well received at some hackathon that I you know. Um, participated in it was the the Nash Hackathon hosted by QMUL University in London mm-hmm. uh, and that led to the birth of the Newtone project which is kind of my main uh, responsibility and um, uh, project that I'm leading at Cosmo now which is all about yeah again neuro audio technologies uh, getting them into the, the hands of creators Um through a, a VST plugin host, which can, allows you to to run lots of different uh, neural audio uh, models, um, and uh, as part of like your creative workflow and stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's kind of the from from beginning to
0: where I am now. <laughs> so, uh well, there are a lot of topics, and especially you reminded me that I I need to finally learn pure data properly. Uh, ah but... yes, it's <laughs> good fun. <laughs> But yeah, uh maybe before we jump into Newton, I wanted to ask after because I know that that PhDs are typically taking some time to evolve into a concrete topic. So after yes. starting out is this kind of broadly defined area of AI in music creative process, are you now able to say what your PhD is uh, about?
1: Yeah, yeah, so like you said, it's um it started quite broad um quite quite vague in a way uh, and over the course of time it's um i guess sharpened towards something uh, more specific and uh you know right at the start um I was thinking about exploring uh using AI uh for i suppose like accompaniment um with um and live performance so uh, there was this idea of um you know trying to create tools that allow them allow the musician or the the performer to offload uh, work to, like, an AI to perform alongside them, um, which I still think is a really interesting uh, topic. Um, But I ended up um, exploring... When I started to kind of venture into exploring this idea, um, I ended up... And when I started learning more about um, AI and neural networks and deep learning, I kind of... was i was naturally gravitating towards generative models and i found i just found something interesting about how neural networks um learned and then were able to generate and create something new um specifically for me you know I, I, again i'm super interested in a lot of the symbolic stuff as well like with midi but like for me it was always in audio like just uh because i came from maybe you know a digital signal processing uh uh, background i was always interested in how neural networks could be used to uh, enhance uh, augment and manipulate audio uh and gen- synthesize audio so um a lot of my phd ended up exploring uh, tombra uh and um you know that was actually um in hindsight you know an extension of what i explored as part of my masters um dissertation as well which was you know the basis i feel and on with my interest in in this domain because um you know it was part of my master's dissertation i was exploring um you know i wouldn't even call them like ml technologies mm-hmm. really but like there were very early um uh, speech processing um algorithms Um some people called them like ml at the time some people you know wouldn't call them ml now for sure um but you know they did have a sort of predictive nature to how they perform, so it depends on how you how you see it. But um, yeah, it was uh, this idea of like Tombro. I was interested in um, Tombro morphing and like achieving a sort of Tombro mm-hmm. uh, cross synthesis type uh, effects. So like being able to take spectral uh, and Tombro characteristics from one sound and impose them on another and create something new, um, or fuse uh, spectral and Tombro characteristics together. Um, so I ended up exploring like speech processing techniques, like linear predictive coding and line spectral pairs, and ways and how to like capture and represent spectral information, um, and be able to like interpolate and blend between different uh spectral information, uh, and create like really interesting effects. And I think typically like one one uh famous um you know example of this sort of tombrow morphing. Uh, or cross synthesis sort of idea in the maybe pop pop culture is the the vocoder. You know, it's a very iconic sound, uh, and you know that takes the, the spectral envelope of the of the voice um, and characteristics, uh, characteristics of the voice, and, and imposes that onto uh, some sort of carrier waveform, like a you know, so like synthesizer waveform or something like that, um, and uh, gives gives a really interesting uh, sound effect. So I was really interested in all that sort of stuff from the from the the, the get-go from the beginning uh, and neural n- networks and exploring deep learning really was an extension of my interest in tombra um, uh, and achieving tombro effects and uh, I ended up at the beginning of my PhD exploring using very sort of um, shallow neural networks to to synthesize uh, sort of basic waveforms and sort of capturing the the different the, the subtle nuances that were um, mm-hmm. in the the generated waveforms that were different from, like, the training data, which I found really interesting. Um you know, the the, the sort of the error and uh, inaccuracies of the neural networks uh, within a creative um, context is just as interesting as uh, having something that can accurately represent um, something that you're training on as well. So I explored that. I ended up getting into, like... Um, uh, generative adversarial networks, uh, which, which were a lot more complex and gener- able to generate more, um, I guess like natural sounding, uh, or like, um, more complex sounds. Uh, so I applied that to like sound design, generating like footsteps and, uh, nature sounds and things like that. Things that are very, would be a lot more difficult to like synthesize, uh, with oscillators, for example. Um, and then I ended up exploring like uh, style transfers through, you know, GANs and uh, VAEs, so vari- vari- variational uh, autoencoders, um, and this, you know, being able to like translate something loosely uh, from it, like input audio, and and create like a similar representation of that, but in a different form, like on the output, mm-hmm. uh, you know, taking like violin sound to piano or and, and it follows how that, that music is represented in in the input. So, you know, whether it's the tempo information and frequency information, pitch, things like that. Um, but like in a completely different instrument or like, you know, drums to, to voice. Uh, for example, like typical ideas, like translating drums to, to voice, you get maybe like a beatboxing kind of sound. Um, <laughs> which is, uh, something that's always good fun to, to play about with and uh, we actually feature models like that as part of our of, of the new tone platform as well uh currently um so anyway it was that was kind of like how the phd evolved for me it was um very much uh centered around uh technologies that could augment and extend uh timbrel characteristics within sounds to try and explore yeah achieving more complex and interesting sounds for for artists to use um and the the cre- creative practice in in their uh, workflows and um, ended up building yet yeah, a lot of tools that allowed me and others to deploy uh neural networks and deep learning and neural audio technologies in the in the DAW as well mm-hmm. which again wasn't um is not an easy thing to uh to do and uh um you know a lot of artists and creatives out there are really interested in these uh, fast evolving technologies and can't, you know, can't access them or they're maybe in a form that's not really accessible, like collab notebooks, like a lot of maybe artists that are not familiar with programming languages don't know how to navigate that. Um, so it was really building, I wanted to build familiar interfaces and familiar tools uh, for artists and creatives to use to actually harness like the latest advancements and innovations in this sort of uh, AI space, AI audio space. So yeah, that's how the PhD kind of got to where it is now. And now I'm at the the tail end of it, which is the thesis write up. (laughs) Um, And uh, hopefully, um, I'm almost almost there with that and uh, we'll be finished very, very soon. But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Good luck with that. (laughs) Thank you. So let me ask you, then, how did you get in touch with Cosmo?
1: Yeah, so, um, that really happened when, um, so first of all, just to kind of preface that, like, um, I'd went to Japan, um, I, just on vacation and, uh, like the, the year before, or no, around the time I was thinking about, uh, applying for a placement, um, and, uh, I think I, I had a, a, an incredible time, uh, you know, uh seen japan and seen the the culture over here and um really wanted to explore those opportunities more uh you know also from my own interest like i know like a lot of massive uh and influential music tech companies over in japan and in tokyo as well so i ended up exploring this idea of oh what you know what if I did my research placement in uh, Japan and uh, was just exploring and seeing what companies uh, were working on applying AI to to audio and, uh, and music and, um, you know, ended up uh, stumbling across the work uh, that Cosmo were doing. Um, you know, they had a, a sort of international uh, presence with uh, people um from all over the world like working with cosmo uh and they published a lot of great research and i ended up reaching out to one of the members of cosmo uh first of all who uh, uh was, his name is uh max frenzo and he did some really awesome work with variational uh, autoencoders uh for audio and created some really easy to to use and fun um python uh uh, scripts that allowed you to sort of train models and generate audio and stuff like that and uh, uh, I really um, yeah was fascinated by that that sort of work and you know I was working at the time on building some tools for pure data uh, actually that were um, allowing you to run um, these technologies like uh, like GANs and VAEs uh, and pure data initially so I, I built these externals that were running, at the time, running like Python to to call these scripts and generating audio and then, like, you know, rendering it through pure data and stuff that way. Um, but through through that exercise and um, building these tools, I, I stumbled across uh, Max Frenzo's work at Cosmo uh, and then also the founder of Cosmo as well, uh, Nel Takui, who did a lot of great um you know performances of actually showing how AI can enhance the creative process, and and for live performances as well has one of his most um, famous uh, uh, pieces are is like his AI DJ pro- project, which is a, a kind of ongoing initiative that he works on where. He, he plays like live DJ uh, electronic uh, sets uh, where the, the AI is also controlling different aspects of the the performance, uh, whether it's audio generation or controlling the mix, and you know it's usually in a few different a few different ways. But I was just really you know in awe of how exciting the, these technologies were and how they were being applied to. To art and music, and um, and Cosmo were at the centre of all that. With uh, in Japan, uh, you know, doing doing these great things, Um, and it was just the it was the right fit for me. I felt as uh, you know, I could really resonate with the their um, culture and values. Um, They were you know putting art uh, and the the creation of art like at the forefront of everything they did, Um, and you know all the the engineering and tools and and uh and work and r and d work that they do is all about trying to enhance creativity and um it's all you know stuff that they they build uh there is used in their own uh creative work in their own performances and you know for art installations and live performances and live sets and you know it's just it's just a great um full cycle of development uh, i feel that goes on at cosmo and uh yeah was lucky enough to to reach out and uh, they they were interested in my research um they were interested in building more tools for uh the daw and plugins and applications and you know i had a my skill set was in that those sort of areas, so ended up like doing a uh, uh being uh, taken on for a uh research placement with them and during that yeah built some really really fun tools uh and that's yeah just built, been built on and led to for example the newton project and uh yeah I've just continued working uh for them since ever since then so um i'm now i think i'm over two years in total i think roughly <laughs> i need to double check but yeah you know working with cosmo so from like a sort of part-time or like placement and then part-time capacity and then now kind of full-time capacity and that's me now living in japan um full time as well now so i've got you know uh I'm, i've got a, a visa to work over here and i'm i'm sort of uh relocated to tokyo now uh permanently. So
0: yeah, it's
1: been a, a really an- <laughs> exciting time <laughs> over yeah, it, the past does, couple of
0: years. That does sound incredible and exciting. So continuing in this trend, I wanted to ask, because you mentioned uh, the Newton project, and as mm. far as I understand, it is a tool that allows you to run neural network models inside your audio plugins, digital audio workstations, You also had a presentation about this during the Audio Developers Conference 2022, which I saw is already available on YouTube to see. So maybe for people interested in uh, that presentation, we can link to it. But maybe is is there something that you'd like to summarize about Newton and maybe add to the presentation that would be interesting to the listeners?
1: Yeah, well, so, I mean, Newton is... Uh, A combination of different things really now it's 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 definitely grown a lot since it's uh since the beginning um, of of this idea and um uh, so just to kind of summarize it uh, to those who are listening it's uh, essentially a platform that has a a vst plugin at the center of it which allows you to run uh, uh neural networks in the daw uh sort of dynamically you know you can sort of Change out and hot swap different neural audio or deep learning models to run them through this um this host plugin um, and we have been able to do that use uh, by design, designing designing uh, an stk that's written in Python um, and works with Pytorch models um, which is the the deep learning framework um, Pytorch for building uh, neural audio models um, and and um our SDK that we've built for Newtone allows you to wrap uh, a model that you've built um, to to be compatible with our plugin, and we cater for like all the the challenging aspects of running uh, models in the DAW. So like you know, there's a lot of things that are difficult and complex uh, that you need to handle with with the with a DAW, like you know, changing in sample rate and buffer sizes, and you know what to do with the audio so that you get uh, the expected. Uh, sort of outcome um, when yeah when working in a DAW environment so we've we've uh, got these um, as part of our SDK which is written in Python a lot of uh, of these um, layers have been handled so you as a developer only need to worry about building a, a neural audio model and then you can like wrap it with our SDK deals with all the stuff that you need to consider when uh, applying and deploying a, a model in the DAW uh, and then it exports that and serializes that to like a sort of C++ compatible format, which you can then dynamically at runtime import into the Newton plugin and perform. Um, and, you know, it, we have a bunch of parameters that are dynamic as well that change based on the model that you've, uh, developed. Uh, and you can just in real time start like interacting with the model that you've, you've developed and trained. Um, So that's, um, that's sort of the new tone project. It's also like a community. So we're really trying to bridge the gap between the artists and musicians and the R and D and uh, AI audio community. Uh, we're really trying to like improve and streamline, um, accessibility to the technologies and, uh, have conversations between these sort of two groups of, uh, you know, the users and the, the, the researchers, um, to help improve and iterate and, uh, you know, just really develop really uh impactful tools uh for creatives. So um it's a community, it's a plug it's an SDK, uh you know, it's um it's uh, just a really exciting like um nice. set of tools to explore if you're interested in uh using deep learning and, and uh neuro audio uh as, you know in the DAW essentially and um it's part
0: of your uh music workflow music making
1: workflow so
0: yeah yeah that definitely will speed up the iteration cycle and the development of the feedback you get from the models you you train somehow and uh, will also help you predict what will the usability be, be but also it's awesome that you can give it to the users and then you know get the response from them like how does it work like yeah, does it sound yeah, exactly. nice or, or not yeah
1: does it sound good and i think that's so important when working with these technologies it's all about the sound and uh you know if you can get things in a uh, an environment that you can listen to it, uh an audition you know uh, these models um easily then it just it just makes the whole experience of developing uh models neuro audio models so much better um and I should I should also add to that like one really appealing uh component uh, of the plugin um and of Newton for uh you know artists and and users of the plugin is um is that we have this online uh model browser that's actually part of uh the the tool, uh part of the plugin where you can actually download and equip uh pre-trained models. So just out of the box ready to use models. And we have a bunch of great architectures and um you know there that we've built these models to do like Tomber uh timbre transfer like I was mentioned uh mentioned earlier, uh converting like maybe one instrument to another instrument and you know we have models like that and bunch of other like convolutional kind of uh, networks in there that do uh, emulate certain effects, uh, and we've had some great contributions as well from the community already, and like amp mod um, amplifier emulations, guitar amplifier em- emulations, and you know effects uh, effects pedals, and you know there's it's like the scope of it is endless, you know it's, it allows you it's just a great harness to to um, perform any sort of neural audio model uh, in the Daw so.
0: Yeah, I agree. And uh, is this why you launched the neural audio plugin competition to somehow encourage the community to create more plugins that use neural networks and also let the users uh, explore them?
1: Yes, exactly. Like um so the neural audio plugin competition we're running currently, uh so in partnership with the Audio Programmer. Uh, and it's just a really exciting initiative to try and uh, spread awareness of this field because the, the field of, um, sort of neuro audio technologies and AI audio is s- still, uh, I feel, uh, quite niche. And, um, maybe some people are either apprehensive to, to dive into, into that area or, um, because they maybe find it too intimidating or, uh, do- or, you know, maybe don't know enough about it or, and uh, and also just to those that have have no idea as well like that this is going on we just want to spread awareness uh that this stuff is happening it's really fast evolving it's allowing you to do things that you, you can't uh, even do with like traditional like dsp um methods um you know there's a lot of potential there uh to explore new terrain um and uh I think it's just really exciting to see how it can actually enhance the artist's um, creative process and creative creative practice. And um, uh, yeah, so we're encouraging, we're trying to uh, spread awareness and encourage like everyone to sort of partake in, in this sort of movement, um, researchers, developers, and artists. And um, at the moment, we're, yeah, we're really trying to, uh, get people to build their own neuro audio plugins as well as uh you know if they if they um want to contribute to the newtone platform they can also submit um, a, a model a neuro audio model through that and that can also count to towards the competition um and um yeah i mean the competition we've got some great sponsors as well i should add you know TikTok are uh are sponsoring we've got gpu audio uh who i think we're, we're you were speaking to quite recent recently yeah so uh we've got yeah, gpu yeah. audio on there we've got um you know uh math works and uh, we've got cycling 74 and yeah a whole bunch of uh, sponsors that are all contributing some great prizes uh and uh i think it's a uh, quite uh exciting um to see um oh, oh, I, I am personally very excited to see uh what comes from it and like wh- you know what is submitted and some of the creations that are are made um we gave some examples as well of like other other plugins other tools that exist that are um you know using neural audio uh and deploying Neuro audio models and uh, I just think it's just a really exciting space and I'm, I can't wait to see more and more stuff come come and evolve around this sort of field. Um so that's why yeah, that's why we're running the, the NAP competition. So it's a month long competition. Uh, we're on week so this we just did the second live stream yesterday. Uh and uh, that was like a, a run of workshops like Newtone and um and MATLAB as well. Uh and um next week we've got some great speakers coming on as well. Um there are you know academics and, and and industry experts uh and then we've got a f- one more week after that and then i think after that it's the the judging and um announcement and we've got some great great um uh judges lined up like uh um celebrities in a way of uh, of the um ai and uh dsp and uh, audio software world and as well as some uh uh, artists as well, that well-known artists that are going to also be contributing to to judging um, these um, these creations uh, and innovations. So it's just a really exciting time, and uh, that's why I'm <laughs> going on so much about it right now because I just I'm so excited and and passionate about this uh, area, and I can't wait to see what comes comes from it. So we're right right in the middle of it right now. So it's a really exciting time.
0: Yeah, definitely. And so, could you? a specific date when is the submission deadline?
1: Yeah, so the submission deadline uh, is, I think it's the 24th of um, uh, the, uh, March. Okay. So um, I can just double check actually, just uh, in case I'm getting it mixed up with the, the final um, uh, judging. Because, uh, yeah, so the yeah, so the 20, the twenty fourth so the twenty fourth of March is the actual um judging uh competition um and winner announcement. So that'll be our our final event, I think, on the um, actual website. So you can check out the through the, the audio programmer uh dot com uh slash neuro dash audio. Um you can go there for all the competition details. Uh and on here um I think we have a
0: date for Let's see if I can find it. Uh you can find it on here. Oh
1: yeah. I'm trying to find the date. It's on it's on here somewhere. Oh, here we are. Uh yes, right. So the actual date the cutoff for submission is the 17th of March. Um oh, the so 17th. that's the last. That's the 17th. So it's coming coming out quite soon now. Um and it was running, it was open since the 14th of February. So uh, that was the, the opening date. So uh, a sort of four-week long or month-long uh, competition. Um, and uh, obviously we've had all these sort of uh, workshops, live streams and sort of educational uh, sessions as well. So, um, yeah, really excited for, for the, the results and for the announcement later later this month.
0: Yeah, Yeah, good luck with this. And uh, is this? I I, t- I guess that it's the main area of your focus right now at Cosmo, right?
1: Uh, so yeah, my fo Well, my main focus at the moment uh, at Cosmo is um, leading the the new Tone project. So mm-hmm. uh, we are in in the middle of building some really exciting new new features. Um, some we've sort of uh, teased that and. Some we haven't uh we haven't uh, mentioned yet. Um so we've got a lot of um stuff in the works to try and again uh, uh increase the scope of what you can do uh the with Newtone, like the functionality. Uh there's a lot of, for example, a lot of great models that are coming out these days that you may, may have may or may not know but like um you know diffusion models are making are all the rage in the the image space at the moment and they're they're appearing in the audio domain as well for generating uh, really high fidelity audio and going from text, you know, text representations or, or descriptions of audio to generating sound. And we're hoping to, to have a sort of functionality and as part of Newtone that allows uh, the running of heavier models. So models that are not, um, essentially, uh, yeah, models that are not suitable for real time, uh, but can be run offline, um, over a sort of longer period of time to generate audio. We're, we're going to uh, be catering for, for that functionality as well. And yeah, we've got a bunch of other uh you know features that we're we're working on as well. So like that's kind of <clears throat> my main responsibility at the moment is leading that development as well as uh you know doing doing all the uh the nap uh promotional stuff and uh trying to educate um those that are interested in using Newtone um about you know the platform and the tools and
0: the SDK. So yeah. Nice. And you also have a collaboration going on with gpu audio right because they that's something they mentioned so it's uh is it something that's uh in heavy works right now is it a, a deep secret or <laughs> is it a shallow secret
1: um i think there's there's parts of it that are uh probably um i can't say too much about um but i mean one one aspect um of the, the partnership with GPU Audio is to start bringing their uh, technology uh, into the DAW uh, and to accelerate the deployment uh, or the inference of uh, Neuro Audio technologies, Neuro Audio audio models. So um, that's one thing that I'm really excited about with this partnership with GPU Audio is, um, is, is harnessing their new tech um to to deploy heavier models that are maybe uh harder to run in real time on the CPU, but are able to run in real time on the GPU. Um in a way in a fashion that's uh not going to disrupt um yeah the real time nature of working within it within the DAW. So I'm um, uh yeah very excited about this prospect and uh this, the partnership with GPU Audio and I'm hoping that we can bring Bring these technologies and integrate these new technologies into tools like Newtone and also in uh, other tools as well.
0: Nice. So, uh, now concluding somehow this topic of, of development, you mentioned a lot of uh, programming languages, frameworks, and tools that you use. I was curious if you could uh, share maybe if there are some more. So, the one I noted down that you use or have used is pure data c c++ python pytorch and i was curious like are there any other tools that are widely available uh, that you are using in your day-to-day work
1: yeah i mean i also um you know similar to pure data like work with the the max uh sdk Ma- um max MSP sdk for building externals for max which is a you know similar kind of ideas to building externals for pure data um and, uh, you know, I use, um, I'm very, um, fam- familiar with and use often, uh, different plugin development, uh, frameworks. So like Juice, for example, or iPlug2. We had, um, that was one thing to mention. We, last week we had a, a talk at NAP. Uh, from Ollie Larkin, uh, the founder of iPlug2 Framework, and he was giving a really exciting demonstration of a Neuro Audio plugin that was using the iPlug2 uh, plugin uh, framework with the Onyx uh, runtime. So Onyx is another framework, I should mention, that uh, I use uh, for deploying uh, Neuro Audio technologies um, as a C++ uh, runtime. Um, and um, yeah, so they're, they're probably the main uh, uh, libraries and frameworks and tools that I use on the day-to-day. Uh, as far as languages, yeah, I would say like C++, Python are my main languages. Uh, you know, I also explore and dabble in others, but I wouldn't say they're like my uh, my first languages, you know, Interested in Rust? You know I've used Go, um, from time to time. You know JavaScript's of also important. I should mention actually, Newton. Uh, the plugin is built. Um, uh, the front end of the the plugin is a a web stack. So, actually, all of the the UI and, and uh, UX of the Newton plugin has been developed in JavaScript. Um, so that's uh for those that are interested in the plugin development side of things. That's uh, a kind of um a challenge that we set out to do to try and give a more uh, engaging and inter- um, compelling uh, browser-like experience, I guess, of like using a uh, new tone and, you know, being able to like download from like a a server, different models and things like that. So, yeah. So there's JavaScript in there as well. Um, you know, I, I didn't do too much of the JavaScript side of things myself, like the front end, but like uh, definitely, you know, have to be exposed to such languages at times. So, yeah, they're kind of the, the common things that I, I use, I guess, on
0: the day to day. Nice, nice. And uh, switching gears now a little bit. Could you tell me as a person coming from, from the UK, how is now living and working in Japan? How would you describe this experience?
1: Yeah, so it's a, um, you know it's a definitely a transition- a transition um in so many different ways uh there's a, obviously a huge shift in culture um between um you know the u k uh and and japan and in so many different different ways so trying to uh integrate as into that culture uh is a, is um something that i'm currently uh ex- you know doing I, like, i'm on that <laughs> sort of uh transition at the moment um and um you know working in japan's been great you know the cosmo as a company are, are a fantastic company that have um you know values similar to maybe some uh uh sort of startup uh and newer companies that we see maybe in the uk and europe and, and the us so it's very much uh a, a kind of flexible and um um yeah easygoing company like you can kind of uh yeah if you just sort of keep to your your project and you know you you come and go and things like that and it's not it's not a very um intense environment that some some people might uh believe that that, you know working environments in japan are quite intense and you know um you're like overworked and things like that and uh, i'm not going to say that that's not the case elsewhere because um it definitely uh, exists uh, and I'm I'm sure it exists in different cultures as well um but uh, I'm being quite lucky uh, that Cosmo are a more flexible kind of a uh, a company when it comes to that side of things um and a great a great team so um yeah great team to kind of to work with and have uh, conversations with on the day to day so like uh it's been it's been a transition um in different ways but. At the same time, and I'm sure, yeah, and you, you, you know yourself from your experience. Like you end up, um, over time, you, you can, you start to see more similar similarities than you see differences after a while. And I think that, um, is quite uh, comforting. Um, you know, it's not like I'm in this alien world over here, <laughs> like in Japan. It's like there's so many things that are actually really familiar. Um, and you know, when you get past the the culture shock at the start, you start to actually realize that. Everything's um, pretty much the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, hum- humans are the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah nice, exactly. Right. Nice. Thanks, thanks <laughs> for this uh, very interesting uh, description, especially because I don't know many people from Europe who uh, decided, you know, to journey to to Japan to to work and live there. So it's really awesome that you can share this experience here, and uh, on the similar note of uh, enjoying experiences. I wanted also to ask you how was uh, the audio developers conference 2022 for you? Was it was it your first ADC? Or was it already a second one? So it was
1: my second one, but the first one that I uh, was speaking at uh, and attended in person. um, Before that, I um, attended virtually uh, which was still great you know it's, it's it was great to attend virtually and um, uh, you know see all the great research and work that's been done by uh, all the different audio uh, software companies that were attending and um, yeah this year was just that to a whole new level like you know uh, being there in person at ADC was fantastic I met so many uh, amazing people you know like yourself like uh, just meeting and, and uh exchanging uh knowledge and uh being really passionate about so many different areas of audio software and DSP and you know deep learning. It was uh just a really great energy um uh for the for the ADC conference. Um and uh yeah I was super excited about how much uh AI audio stuff was coming up. Um through different companies and the you know there was a, a huge focus uh or, or just a huge interest around uh ai audio technologies um uh last year so that was really exciting to see it was like the hot topic um which made me feel really good about like you know being in this space and sort of innovating in this space so uh it was yeah it was just great and it was great to speak to so many companies that were also interested in uh, exploring neuro audio um and there was some great uh tech demos as well for from other companies like uh, supertone for example um, you know with their sort of uh voice changing technology in real time and you know there's so many like great uh demos um last year it was just incredible and yeah just the social side of it was so much fun and and presenting was like you know a great feeling as well like being able to present the work we've been doing at Cosmo, uh, the, the New Tone Project and you know we got a lot of uh, excitement and interest there um, you know which uh, yeah made, made made us all like myself and Chris feel really good about um, this, the work that we had been doing so it was just overall a fantastic experience and I'm hoping that we can go again this year uh, I don't know, uh, Jan, if you're thinking the same, but uh, I'd love to go again. I think and yeah. I feel like I might have an addiction now after the first <laughs> one, but yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'd also love to go, and uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe my talk proposal will get accepted. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, hopefully yeah. that'd be great. I mean, your your talk uh, last year was fantastic as well. So um, yeah, we'll see. I ne- we'll need to. Uh, figure out whether uh Cosmo will be wanting to, to speak at this uh, this year as well. But um it's also interesting that they've got the now the extension of ADC in uh think, is it San Francisco? Is that right? Yeah yeah so, San yeah, Francisco exactly yeah. yeah so that's exciting as well.
0: Yeah. Mm, and also you mentioned that there's a lot of uh, AI products coming our way in audio. Uh, how would you uh, respond to the accusation that you know AI is depriving artists of their creativity and it's a danger to uh, human creativity? Mm,
1: yeah, so so that's the the question or the the comment. Sorry, that uh, is raised a lot, and um, you know I'm very much against that um, that idea that um, you know. I'm very much against building tools that are uh, stripping away creativity from artists. Like the whole um, initiative and um, aim for for us at Cosmo is to build tools that augment and enhance the creative process. Um, so I think there there are maybe some uh, initiatives out there that are trying to um, re- maybe not replace musicians, but like uh, there's some. Um, Aspects of the music creation process that they're wanting to, to automate. Uh, and, you know, to be honest, some, some things, uh, may be more susceptible to being automated than others. Um, and I think there's more like functional, uh, there's a more functional side of music making for certain tasks, um, that, you know, maybe a, a generative music system, uh, is, is more suited for. Um, but I, I, I disagree with the, disagree with the fact that um, or the idea that AI will replace human creativity and like uh, replace musicians and artists completely I don't think that will, will ever be the case um, but I think AI uh, and um, the tools that we develop around AI will be another instrument for artists and musicians and another tool and something that will extend creativity more than replace it
0: Nice, nice Thank you. So on the closing note, what advice would you give uh, to people who want to become audio researchers also who are starting in audio research or who are interested in the research related to neural networks and audio?
1: Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of tips and um, advice I could give. Around around that, um, for sure. So I think it really depends on exactly where your your interest lies. Um, I think there's a lot of um, sort of basic principles that are are valuable to know. So, for example, if you're interested in working with audio, I think uh, learning about DSP um, uh, is a good is a good thing to do. Um, and you know, there's a lot of uh, good grounding and how to work with digital audio comes from learning about DSP um i think going on from that um you know actually being uh wanting to learn about ai and how to to use ai uh, as part of uh you know in music and then audio uh i think it's it's good to again try and learn some of the fundamental concepts behind deep learning how it works and there's there's now like so many resources and and um courses that are available online you don't need to go uh to you know a fancy university to to access that information there's like great resources uh around you know through a a uh, uh Jan's channel as well like, there's <laughs> great resources that are available for for learning things um to do with deep learning and and DSP and uh, audio programming so um i would say that you know getting a basis on uh uh um audio programming learning some some languages that programming languages that are useful to uh, achieve that like c++ for example or python um and then um learning a bit about dsp generally how to work with uh, digital audio uh and then i think start learning about the deep learning uh, ai concepts um and trying to learn how the, you build neural networks um, and there's great again like i was saying great courses uh, available and material online for that and um, and then at that point it's maybe more about um thinking about more complex um uh, architectures and learning about that and that will require you to to read some of the the latest papers that are being published um for example and uh to keep a a tab on like the different, the different um, research that's coming out of the different um, um, institutions and companies and things like that. And uh, yeah, it's just a constantly an ongoing evolving play uh, field. So, you know, it's a a journey um, anyway, but a a good starting place is to get a a basis in DSP and uh, the basis of neural networks and the basis of, audio programming. And then, yeah, the sky's the limit, A limit from that point.
0: Nice. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Andrew, for all your answers. I have one last question to you, namely, if someone wanted to contact you, where do you recommend they go? So you can contact me, uh, you can find
1: me on LinkedIn, uh, Andrew Fife, on LinkedIn, I'll probably pop up, you'll see me rocking out with a guitar. Um, it's kind of my go-to uh, profile picture a lot of the times. Um, or you can uh, email me, uh, you know, Andrew at Cosmo.jp as well. Um, and also, you can you can get uh, contact the the Cosmo uh, team in general by going on the Cosmo website, and uh, they have other contact information there. And you can also, I should probably plug the the Newtone project, which um, exists on a different website, so definitely check out uh, newtone.space, and that's where all the resources are for uh, Newtone. Um, There's also on that website, newtone.space, there's a Discord link to join the community, and that's where you'll probably find me most, because I'll be uh, in the Discord a lot, uh, you know, in conversations with the community, helping uh, refine the plugin and um, sort of engage in interesting conversations on how to, um, I guess, improve the functionality and also uh, what models that we can create for, for new tone. So you'll find me on Discord, you'll find me on LinkedIn. And if you want to contact me via email, then yeah, Andrew JP. And yeah, if you want to contact Cosmo um, to collaborate um, on you know AI audio-related uh, projects, Uh, yeah send them a message their their details are on the cosmo website
0: okay thank you thank you so much thank you for this interview good luck with all your project your your phd newton and the neural audio plugin competition and thanks a lot for this time to our audience
1: yeah thank you so much for having me and uh yeah all the best on your projects as well jan
0: thanks a lot take care Thanks, everyone. That was Andrew Five from Cosmo and the University of Glasgow. Thank you, thank you, Andrew, very much. It was a pleasure to have this interview with you. As a small reminder, the Neural Audio Plugin Competition is going on until March 17th, 2023. So there's not much time left. And if you would like to check out any references mentioned in this podcast please go to dwolfsound.com slash talk 11 once again dwolfsound.com slash talk 11 one one don't forget to leave a review on apple podcasts or a comment or like on youtube and if you are looking for a ready-made roadmap on how to become an audio plugin developer please take a look at my free audio plugin developer checklist that you can get under thewoolsound.com slash checklist. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode. Take care.